0: Keep it real, keep it real, keep it real. And this is your host, Winnie Brown saying somebody had to hear this today. So our subject today is gender-based violence. Um, We know that gender-based violence um, here in Canada and across the world has become an epidemic and it just isn't um, labeled to the LGBTQ community. So um, we're going to put out a few trigger warnings um, that there may be some things that may be said that may be triggering for our guests and also for you as the audience. So without further ado, my home (laughs) guest, Lee, keep it real up in here. Okay. So introduce yourself.
1: Oh, okay. Well, my name is Lee. (laughs) Um, I am a queer, disabled, poly, um, person, and I have a history of gender-based violence, and I'm also a, uh, shelter worker, and I'm also an advocate for affordable housing.
0: Good for you. <laughs> so tell us, uh, well, you know me and you've been talking, yes. and, um, and we've been talking about gender-based violence, and, uh... And, you know, that's something that's very close to my heart. So, you know, and so I want you to share your little story on, you know, not little, but your story on gender-based violence.
1: Um, So I was first affected by gender-based violence when I was 13 years old. It was my first, I'll say, romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I had no concept of what a healthy relationship looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was faced with a very controlling, physically abusive person. I didn't know how to navigate that and I thought that's what a healthy relationship looked like. Right. Um, And when I talk about like physical abuse, that was sexual assault that Mm -hmm. was like physically hitting me. Wow. And also like a very controlling language. At 13. At 13, uh, very controlling language where he would threaten to kill himself if I ever left him, like so. All of psychologically that it, blowing you up yeah totally yeah wow yeah
0: wow so how the, did you like get up from that like what happened
1: um i was in that relationship for two years mm-hmm. um and i eventually was strong enough to leave mm-hmm. um and that really set the template for how i approached relationships going forward so i had You know, I subjected myself to a series of very unhealthy relationships. I didn't know how to communicate with my partners. I didn't know how to... um, like be vulnerable and engage right. with them. So it really it took me well into my 30s before I really started to understand like what a healthy relationship looked like. Right. Yeah.
0: So what does a healthy relationship look like to you right today?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Straight
0: up, because maybe I learned something. Well, I know, because I don't want nobody.
1: Absolutely. Um love therapy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can actually thank my current partner for that because mm-hmm. um, really gave space to... Uh, like go into a conversation challenging conversations that would be terrifying to have for mm-hmm. a lot of people and mm-hmm. I knew were terrifying to me which probably wouldn't have been a big deal to other people but for me was very triggering mm-hmm. and terrified that that would result in like some type of you know abusive right. response right um and so I think you know like being able to like it's difficult to like be able to kind of eat that anxiety and right. still you know approach those challenging conversations with a partner but you know go into a situation and have i don't want to say no emotion because a lot of our conversations and challenges in mm-hmm. life are very emotional and personal right. um but also know when to walk away when it's right. too much like don't like i don't let uh myself get sucked into like the fight, right? right? I just go, you know what, I'm gonna take some days and we can come back to this later. Yeah. And so by doing that the first time, that felt more uncomfortable than putting up Dukes and wanting to like, St- have because a you so used to, because that's what I was used to. Yeah. Um. And so it's the process of like changing that behavior and you know rewiring your brain to go no, mm-hmm. I understand that this feels safe because that's been my experience mm-hmm. in the past, but now we're gonna make this safe. Mm-hmm. And so it's very much like reconditioning yourself to r- recognize that like yes, you can have healthy interactions with people and mm-hmm. you can disagree and that's okay, mm-hmm. but you don't need to sit there and scream and yeah, oh, like. Yeah. Put your hands you know, on each other, verbally duke it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Because who's was gonna, yeah, who was gonna say the last after the last word? So, um, do you mind me asking you what is poly? Sure, you can ask yeah. that. What is I, that? Let the audience know what that is, right? Yeah. Uh,
1: so everybody, I think, approaches polyamory a little bit differently, but I, generally speaking, that is when um, a person typically has more than one. Like intimate relationship, mm-hmm. and what that looks like is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, oftentimes described as like an open relationship. Yeah, I was gonna say that or... so you and your
0: husband have an open relationship. We
1: do. Yeah, we're both polyamorous. Okay. Um, so, you know, he, you know, see, sees other people outside of like our relationship. Don't I you be did... sick of him? What? I would be so sick of it. Oh, I would <laughs> have mercy. It makes me happy because I, I know that. <laughs> I can't give one person everything that they need. Just like how we have more than one friend in our lives. Like Mm -hmm. we, because our friends give us something unique. Mm -hmm. And so I just, that just to me gets extended Mm -hmm. into more intimate romantic relationships. And
0: you know, we talked about this. So like I tried that. I already told you that I, I I tried that and with my, but I just couldn't, I, at the end, I just couldn't do it because I was just too jealous. Like how, and it was with it in a, and most people don't know that, but it was with a trans person. Yeah. So, and I'm thinking, like, how can I let my partner do that with a trans person? And, and, I, and I'm right, and I, and it's not even the fact that they were trans. Like, how am I even letting that happen? Because it's not the first time that I even allowed that to happen, being in a relationship and with somebody and and done that. And I wish to God I hadn't have done it. You know? Yeah. Because the th- it's too many emotions. <laughs> You happy? I was happy in the beginning too, but like, (laughs) oh no, they wait. You know, they was just a little bit too long moving. You know, or yeah, yeah, spending too much time. You know, with that person and not doing. You know, like yeah, I couldn't take
1: it. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's a really valid and fair feeling. (laughs) And I don't think polyamory is for everybody. And it's just like I I associate like or I you know relate like polyamory and monogamy not unlike you know, sexual orientation Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's perfectly fine to be a a cis heterosexual person and it's also okay to be queer. And it's just whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. And as long as everybody's consenting and, you know, like enthusiastically. And everybody has
0: to tell what's going on. So,
1: yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like all intricate details about what goes on with my partner Mm -hmm. with their other partners and that's okay because I don't need to know that they share what they're comfortable with and what they've agreed on. And same with me, there's no expectation that I would divulge or like, um, you know, uh, invade someone else's privacy that I'm in a relationship with to one of my other partners. Right. And so as long as there's like Mm. consideration, consent and all those things, then I think it can be really healthy. It doesn't always look that way. And I mean, polyamory has its own challenges, not unlike every other relationship. Like, it's just you have more than one sometimes at the same time. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And
0: like, does he go bring you somebody or do you go bring him somebody or are you guys just finding people on your own? We or?
1: have like individual like there's you know the people that I'm interested in my partner is not interested in and the people that he's interested in I'm not interested in. So like <laughs> it's like two separate streams of dating. Okay. Um, but I'm very happy to see mm-hmm. him with other partners because I know that it makes them really happy. Do they come to your house? Absolutely we have like board game oh, nights well, we have dinners. Oh praise the lord like, I not it all. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I bring them home. <laughs> bring home leftovers. That's all I oh, want. Oh, <laughs> you. Be- <laughs> oh, my God, you girl. I would,
0: couldn't do it. I couldn't do it.
1: Yep. And that's like, and you know, like, I get that. I get it. And the jealousy thing is. I would be so upset. Yeah, the jealousy thing is not easy. It's challenging. Like, yeah. and I think there's like this. Do they kiss in front of you or. Yeah. Some. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah.
0: I couldn't do it. Not me. <laughs> not me. No, 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 no. I couldn't do it. Yep. I, uh, but
1: jealousy is real. Like, in, yeah. In, I mean, like, it's not like people think that there's no jealousy involved in polyamory, and there's a lot of jealousy. Mm-hmm. But it's how you healthily process that jealousy. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, like, that's a skill set that, uh, like, monogamous people should also do because like the (laughs) amount of like jealousy and this idea of like control and ownership in these relationships Mm -hmm. like that's not healthy and I don't care if you're monogamous or polyamorous or whatever wherever you land on that spectrum Mm -hmm. like that's actually like the the issue. Mm is not how many people I choose to have a relationship with or how little you choose to have. It's that we need to know that we do not own anybody else. We cannot control anybody else. And they have whole autonomy over their life. And we just need to, you know, if we're not supplementing that in a positive way, then we need to not be part of that person's life. Oh, wow. Girl, you
0: better get out of here. (laughs) Well, if I was married, I would say, well, that's my husband. So, like, what are you going to say to that? Like, you know, and by saying that, I would be saying it in a controlling manner because, you know, this yeah. is my stuff from, you know, like, tell death, do us pride. Like, yeah. how do I share that, you know, share that with with somebody else? Is he going to moan and do the same thing to her that he do to me? Like, my mind would be going crazy.
1: Yeah, I get it. And I was yours. What? Do you be going crazy in your mind? Sometimes. Think yeah. But, like- but, but I also, like, recognize when I'm going there. <laughs> and so, like, you yeah. know, I think, like, lots Why of not? things, like, you know, any kind of, like, trauma or instinctual response that we have to challenging situations that might spark, like, a kind of, like, visceral reaction mm-hmm. in ourselves. Like, I think you just... Need to learn your skill set and your toolbox to go, no, that's the feeling I don't want to have right now. And yeah. I got to unpack that. And so, like, I mean, that comes from years of therapy. But, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was like, saying, Girl, you, you do it. Yeah, but you have to, you have to because otherwise you will you'll make yourself go crazy and it's not healthy for anybody. And how long have so, you been married? We've been together for eight years and we've been married for five be coming up on five and And from the
0: whole time you guys were from the
1: second that we started dating you guys were doing this stuff we were doing it yeah praise the lord yeah so whose idea whether yours or his we were both polyamorous before we even got together yeah so like i had been in some type of like open relationship or whatever since my early 20s and anytime i tried to have like a monogamous relationship it felt very like confining and i struggled with maintaining monogamy Mm -hmm. and not you know, like, I, I hate the term cheating, but like, not, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I always knew that I don't, so I you didn't were fit into that box.
0: So you were a cheater.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I got out before I ever did. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <you're laughs> because pretty- that's not, you know, yeah. I had been cheated on and uh-huh. like, okay. you know, why? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's no need. Like, if I knew I was already checked out, mm-hmm. I, I gotta go because... Yeah.
0: So, do you do you think because of what you went through as a young child, you know, with the gender-based violence, that's why you decided to go poly, or does that sound right? Go poly. What's the I word think, I should be using?
1: Because this- like,
0: don't say turn that way.
1: No, I think people, I I mean, there's like a lot of, I would not say debate, but like Mm -hmm. healthy discussion in the poly community about whether or not it's a, something that you're like instinctually are, or if it's something that you just participate in. Yeah. Right? Like it's more like an action versus like a part of your identity. Right. And so people are kind of like on both sides of that. Some people are like, it's just a thing I do. Is
0: that a thing you do? Is that just part of your identity? I've always
1: felt that way. So like, I just think I've had a natural disposition to be that, oh, okay. um, and you know, not everybody's that way, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't care why you practice poly as long as it's like ethical and everybody's consenting and right. you know, all that kind of stuff. Right? Um, but Can I ask you? Have you been with black people? No. You have asked me that, but oh, no, did I? The answer is no. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> Would I? Would you? Like, what do you think? Uh, why wouldn't
0: I? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm just wondering, like, you know what I mean? Well, you know me. My, my, my taste is for, is for white men. Yeah. So, like, you know. Yeah, we won't go. I just, just, I just not into the like. It's not that, but it just, yeah. you know, so many other factors, factors in as to why I'm not into black men. I just love white men. Yeah, you know, it's just a thing for me.
1: You can have them. <laughs> You can kill me, girl. You. My partner stop. is the only male I have any interest in. So. <laughs> it's... Oh my God, you killed me. <laughs> but <laughs> oh I actually, I want to answer the question that you just asked me. Okay, but if you think that the re- the fact that I had, like, was abused at such an early yeah. age, if that's part of my Polly experience. Yeah. And I, and that's like a really interesting question. I do think that, like, those l- pieces of trauma really do mm-hmm. impact our ability to engage in relationships, whatever that looks like. Right. So maybe, maybe Polly feels safe for me because that feels like slightly disconnected or like, right. you know, or there's an out right. of a bad situation or, right. you know, whatever. But I, I would like to think that like, if maybe that's how it all started, that I've mm-hmm. evolved beyond that trauma response, like mm-hmm. Polly has a trauma response mm-hmm. and I've moved to Polly as like a personal choice. Right. Or something that I feel like is right for me. Right. Yeah.
0: So, and another thing, and we've, you know, we've talked about this. I always ask you, what do you mean when you say they and them? Oh, my pronouns? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like, yeah, you know me. I'm always trying to figure out the people's stuff and not be ignorant or, you know, because, you know, because it's not like I know it like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think everybody, like everything, I mm -hmm. think people approach their preferred pro- I don't really like preferred pronouns, but that's a language that's often mm-hmm. used, but people's pronouns. Um, I use they and them because I don't necessarily associate with like the assigned female at birth body that I've been given. I also don't feel like a man or like, I don't have any interest in being masculine mm-hmm. in like a traditional sense. I don't want to transition and take hormones. Like those are things I don't want to do, mm-hmm. but I feel very Mm, ambiguous Mm -hmm. i've always felt like just like somewhere in the middle like i'm floating somewhere in the middle of gender Uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and so for they so for me choosing to use they them pronouns is just that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. um i also am not i don't really care if anybody refers to me as she and her because i also Mm -hmm. recognize that like that's how I present to the mm-hmm. outside world. I don't take that personally. I, rec- yeah. I know that's like a lot of trans people, you know, take issue with that. And yeah, fair, And yeah. fair enough. Like yeah. that's a completely valid response, and they want to be feel seen for who they are. And I get that. But I also feel like you know, I need to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Just like um, people got to meet got to meet yeah. where, me where I'm at. Yeah, and I don't think that. <laughs> Getting angry at people is the way to educate people on how to use and understand pronouns. Pronouns, yeah. Um, So I kind of just like, I give people space. Yeah. And if they don't always use they, them as my pronouns, then, Mm -hmm. you know, that's okay. Yeah. I've had people use he, him to me before because my hair was really short and they just made an (laughs) assumption. (laughs) So like, I mean, that didn't bother me either. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I think it's just... Yeah, I think it's just, a, like, if you know someone and they tell you what their pronouns are, just make the effort. Right? That's all right. you have to do. And getting back
0: to the, um, the gender-based um, violence aspect of it, let's talk about, like, statistics kind of wrapped around gender-based violence and why it's becoming such a epidemic, period. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's
1: such, like, a can of worms, yeah. really, because... I mean when and when we think about gender based violence we're not we typically i would say predominantly yeah. people think gender based violence and they think lgbt oh, I don't even think they think that I think mm. they think like cis males cis heterosexual males abusing like cis heterosexual females I think that's what like the predominant like like when people think of gender based violence mm-hmm. that's where their head goes mm-hmm. even like I'm currently working on my bachelor's of social work degree. Yes, I had classes on gender-based violence and there was no discussion about gender-based violence in queer relationships where it is like a f- female abusing another female mm-hmm. or a male abusing another male or a trans person abusing, like those conversations didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And so wh- like if, if social work schools are not teaching that, I don't like, Right. <laughs> I feel like that's a very underrepresented statistic that probably right. doesn't exist a lot when we're talking about like grander mm-hmm. like systemic you know, issues there. Yeah. yeah.
0: For me, when like for when I first ever heard of gender-based violence, um, even like when I started to get into this with empowerment for hope, you know, my mind automatically, because I heard the word gender, I ignorantly started thinking that you know oh, this only refers to the LGBTQ community and what mm. they what they're going through because I'm thinking man on man, woman on woman, you know and you know and um, you know and I'm sorry for being ignorant because I you know I didn't know but thank you because you're teaching me a lot when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to this stuff and what I'm learning in school too so yeah like when I sit back and I think about all the Like I was just having a conversation with Taisha, and when when you sit back and you think about um, COVID time and what those people went through during the COVID, Mm. you know, yeah, and even even now, um, learning about youth that that identified with the LGBTQ community and also with their mental health and thinking about gender-based violence, you know. And you know we see a lot of stuff that goes on, and and it's so weird that we sometimes have to turn a blind eye to some stuff that is going on that's right underneath our nose. Like, why are we doing that?
1: <laughs> like, I I'm right there with you. It's, uh, I mean, like I mean you and I both know working at a shelter. It's there's a lot of that, and. Yeah, we do turn a blind eye, and I don't know if that's in the name of trying to keep the peace at the shelter. I don't know if it's because we don't have the resources to challenge those behaviors in that environment, or I don't I don't know. And I think that if we're not, like, addressing those in, mm-hmm. like, a most vulnerable state, yeah. people who are either subjected to it or perpetuating it mm-hmm. are never going to get out of that.
0: Exactly.
1: Right? So...
0: In, like and how you can't, we're never going to be able to change it because it's, you know, because it's always going to be something that's going to be in people's lives. You mm. know what I'm saying? But like, how do we? Look, like, well, I'll use you for an example. How did you come from that into a more healthy? Even though you're doing poly and all that, because that's healthy for you. Yeah. Right. Straight after So that's your healthy stuff. See, how did you spin all from that into your your life that you have now? you know and you even went down to you being in school doing the social work everything
1: yeah um a lot of trial and error i was like not i was in a not great place for a lot of years mm-hmm. um and also didn't know that it even affected me in a real sense like i and in fact i always like empathize and sympathize with my abuser because I knew that his father was also abusive to his mother and to him. So I was like, you know, but that's where he comes from and that's his history. Like I justified it and I excused it. Why do we do that stupid stuff? And I mean, even now, at you know, it's now 25 years later, mm-hmm. I still go, yes, he was the result of like generational abuse. Okay, and yeah. And yes there's uh, that's not an excuse but mm-hmm. that's the reason why he abused me mm-hmm. and i can see it mm-hmm. um it doesn't excuse what he did and i don't and i honestly don't know if he ever you know fixed up his shit <laughs> have you ever and seen him again i was friends with him for years afterwards which oh, is really? also like you know ah. it was not healthy right yeah. um but you know you just have this weird it was my first relationship mm-hmm. and It was so, like, Mm all-consuming. It was hard to disconnect from that. And there were a lot of firsts that I eat. There were some good things, like, in all relationships Mm -hmm. that, you know, that you kind of hold on to, Mm -hmm. thinking that it wasn't as bad as it really was. Mm -hmm. It was was bad. But, yeah, we were friends for years. He's still on my Facebook today. Like, he's just (laughs) like, you know, we don't talk, and that's okay, and I have no interest in that. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it's weird how we hold on to mm-hmm. things like that that have caused us mm-hmm. like so much trauma. Um, but yeah, it took me a long time to figure out that that actually wasn't okay and that I it really messed me up.
0: Oh my and God, I can't imagine. Not
1: till my 30s did I really start addressing it at all. Right. So I mean, and so that's like, you know, 15 years later right and, and all that time and all that time just trying yourself. to make it yes and then yeah. feeling very worthless yeah. and there's no self-esteem yeah, exactly. and you know all the things that go along with you know like a uh, history uh, of uh. abuse but i wish any like just i wish one person mm-hmm. had of even mentioned what an abusive relationship looks like what red flags are like yeah you know I recognize it like I was growing up at that time in the 90s and it was different then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but I have conversations with my kids now who are 10 and 12. I'm like, consent, mm-hmm. we're having this conversation all the time. Right. We are explaining what abuse looks like, what controlling behavior looks like, mm-hmm. because I don't, if they don't like, no. they're probably not going to listen to me. <laughs> you know, because the kids don't. Yeah. But like, you know, I hope that like one little piece of what I've said, said. or that someone else has said will catch them if they are ever mm-hmm. faced with something like that. Yeah. And they can go wait and remove themselves right. like, and have the knowledge that I did not have. Exactly. So I think that's important too. Like, I think we mm-hmm. talk about, I mean, we barely have sexual education, but I think that like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're setting, you know, particularly... Girl, I hate using term Girls, but young women, we're setting them up for failure because we and this because society still allows like this, you know, sense of like men control and that's okay, and mm-hmm. like you know, unhealthy male attention is like you should be flattered by that, yeah, and like so like yeah. we're setting people up to just think that that's healthy, mm-hmm. and we're not addressing that that's really not right, and so you know, young impressionable people. Mm-hmm. Go into these relationships, and then by the time they realize something's wrong, it's too late, Ain't
0: that something. and they're already too deep. My goodness. So I want—I I know I asked you this before, but does your kids know about your poly life?
1: No, um, and that's something I do plan to talk to them about. Yeah. I, however, I have talked to them about like different types of like relationship structures. Mm-hmm. So like. You know, you don't have to be in a relationship with just one person, and that's okay. Or mm-hmm. you can be with one person, or you can be with nobody. Mm-hmm. And all of those options are valid. It's as long as you're being honest and truthful and considerate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the important part. It's the it's the actions and the behaviors around the relationships yeah. or, or not. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the important piece. And so that's what I try to instill with mm-hmm. them, is uh, an understanding that the world is not just as black and white as what we see portrayed, like, on television and in movies and these like romanticized right. things because I think that that's not realistic. Like we always talk about like, you know, like the Disney princess experience, yeah. like that's not, you know, like that's yeah. not, What I don't know that anybody lives right. like that, right? right. Like, so I'd want, you know, I don't know, I'm, maybe that's a little bit soul-crushy for my kids, but I also right. want them to have like a realistic right. understanding about like, you know, the complexities right. of, of right. life and
0: experiences and, 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 I know. and be
1: open to those. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And see you you just took the words out of my mouth yeah. and you wanna want them to be open. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and same with like understanding like queerness and gender and things like mm-hmm. that. Like since they were, you know, as as young as they could talk, mm-hmm. I was telling them that like you can't look at someone and know what their gender is because right. unless they tell you, you actually don't know. Right. And just try to instill that and mm-hmm. hope for the best.
0: Do they do they go by pronouns or?
1: My like... oldest goes by she, they, yeah. so she's 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and my son is he, him, he's 10. Um, but like one of their favorite shows is Heartstopper, which is like a, you know, oh, really know adorable, <laughs> it's like, it, it's actually like it's a British, like coming of age, <laughs> television show on Netflix Mm -hmm. um and most if not all of the people and the characters in the show are either queer or trans right and it's like the coming of age story I wish Mm -hmm. I had have had access to when I was a kid because it would have made me go right oh I'm I could be this and that is okay right so like I think that just you know things are different now and I'm hopeful for that Mm -hmm. I mean we still have you know it's always going to be an uphill battle but you know but I think there's People can communicate and share ideas and thoughts so, in a different wh- way now.
0: Looking at a at a healthy relationship, what is a healthy relationship coming out of, and not even thinking about you know you know with the poly and stuff like that? What is a healthy relationship for you since you came from you know the gender based violence and what you went through?
1: Um, I really feel like one of the greatest things that I have with my partner now is that we both independently have a life. And like, so, and we give each other all the support to do the things that the other wants. So, and we're not hindering each other. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's like, you know, I don't have an ulterior motive. I don't try and control what he wants to do with his life. Mm -hmm. I mean, we obviously come together on things that matter, Mm -hmm. but I think that like this idea that our identity is tied to another person's identity Mm -hmm. is part of the problem. I think we need to have like this autonomous existence. And if we choose to spend our time and life with another person, Mm -hmm. then that's amazing. But that should not prevent us from continuing on and doing things that are important to to us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm working on my bachelor's Degree, I'm volunteering with Mm -hmm. like board of directors. He's getting ready to finish another degree. Like, so we're doing independent things, but we're supporting each other in that process and we communicate and, you know, do the things that we need to do. So, like, I very much believe that, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with like wanting to spend time with your spouse and like doing things together and all those things that, you know, we enjoy with another person. But I think that, like, when people start, Like when their identity and another person's identity, you can't tell where they end and begin. I think that's where you start getting, like, things started getting messy in relationships. Like, you need to be your own person and the jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, like, what if they go out? Then you're home. Yeah you know are you mad cuz they're out with friends like it's just yeah. like you know like right yeah. right right oh <laughs> like just, it's god. too much and you i just, right. <laughs> i was saying to myself Help, my god oh
0: no 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 honey boo you got to stay home that night my boo so i couldn't be able to take it <laughs> No but I love this I love this conversation you know about us and then, no i and like even meeting you and you know being your homie and you're my homegirl yeah. and stuff like no for real you because you you open my eyes up to like a, a lot of stuff when it comes to um, especially the LGBTQ community because I don't want to be ignorant you yeah. know and I'm always talking about gender-based violence and and I just don't mean what the LGBT community because I know, You know, people that have been close to me. Then I, you know, and I've seen them involved. You know, like girl on girl, like you know, fighting. You know, and just myself coming through my own relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, being in a relationship, getting broke up, and then you know, getting out of that, and marrying a man for his reputation, and getting broke up. Like you know what I mean? That it got me to the point where I tried to take my life. So, yeah, like you know, like I get it, and it, and as much as I get it. And thank God for me going and getting some help to get my mind right. Like, you know, because I'm, some people don't understand, but I get to a point where I'm grateful that I did try to take my life, because if not, Mm. I wouldn't be here today. And that I chose for the intervention that they put out there for me, that I took it ASAP, that stopped me from going through any more gender-based violence, that stopped Mm. me from being screwed up in the drugs. That stopped me from, you know, trying to attempt suicide, but it was all because of the intimate partner violence or gender-based violence that I was going through. Yeah, you know, and it didn't help that I was screwed up on the dope, that just added to, you know, added to the stuff and to, you know, I, I think even like looking at my at my ex-husband and stuff, when I think about him being on the dope and stuff, and you know, I think that was just. That was just too much for me. you, you know what I mean yeah. because I always look for him to be the person that even though he used the same hands that used to comfort me with the same hands that used to beat me up, you know I always still look for him to like to kind of be my backbone to kind of straighten me up like you know and because without him straightening me up, I felt lost. I, I felt like a ship. I'd just be all over the place. And I would run around to any man I knew that had money, or you know what I mean. Even though I know, like that man has a reputation, like you know, you're messing with someone, Wendell, and he may beat you up. Man, and I did get in them positions where I did get broke mm. up because my intentions weren't good. Because I was just looking for the moment stuff, yeah. you know, because I was tired of, you know, do I was I getting tired of foul breaking me out? Um, I wasn't getting tired of my husband breaking me <laughs> out, but like you know, I had to stop and think that for a minute, but. When, when what somebody else did to me, it literally made me stay with that person, even though I was married to this husband. And I took off from him and mm-hmm. made me kind of stay with that person because the beatings wasn't like the way that I was getting from my husband was more than I could contain. So, yeah, like, and and that's a a big thing with me with this gender based violence thing because it's it's all over the place. We don't like to talk about it, yeah, and um. Like myself, I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot of people um, that when they think about gender-based violence, they hear the word gender, so it automatically they start thinking about you know gender diverse persons, and that's where the ignorance comes in because it's really not that, you know.
1: Yeah, and I find it interesting that when you when you first heard gender-based violence, you automatically <laughs> assumed it was like around LGBTQ people, but when my experience has been when people talk about gender-based violence, that it's strictly like a female. Being abused by a male. And so I just find that so interesting that it was such a a different take on that language. So Mm. like, yeah. And that is
0: weird because, and I never ever in my life thought about it as like, you know, like male on female. Never. I always thought it had to do Mm. with gender. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I Wow. Do you have anything that you would like to you know, tell the audience, like, in regards to gender-based violence and towards oh. healthy relationship and
1: oh, when man. they there's see z- it, z- do they z- run? <laughs> what do they do? I mean, I, rec- I recognize that, like, if you see something, you might already be too far in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that, I think it's, like, the it's the education piece. And I know that, like, that gets, you know, said a lot by a lot of different mm-hmm. things. But it's so true, like, we need to educate people as they're like in elementary school and junior exactly. high. We need, and if you're a parent, you have a responsibility mm-hmm. to have those really difficult. I know they're uncomfortable and no mm-hmm. one likes sitting down going, there might be a person in your life that might mm-hmm. beat you at some point and you need to know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And But you need to have those conversations because otherwise my kids and everybody else's kids, as they get older, are gonna be exactly what I was. 25 mm-hmm. years ago, lost, confused, mm-hmm. and not knowing how to navigate a really adult situation with no skill set. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And what about, you know, like, um, you, you know, what uh, you were talking about the kids. Now let's talk about the parent. Like, how does a parent
1: navigate that? And, you <sighs> know, I mean, I think almost like... At- as a parent, I think you almost have like have to have a very healthy savings account to pay for therapy <laughs> for your kids, because yeah. Yeah. you know the reality is is that yeah. you know you need to be an advocate for your kids, and you know like my, I think my parents knew that my, that relationship for me was not they had no idea and still don't to this day a lot of what happened in that relationship, but. They tried to navigate that. They tried to get me out of it sort of, but I don't, but I think that you also need to recognize that kids are going to kind of do what they want. So you Mm -hmm. just need to like, not unlike what we do at the shelter, you need to give yourself to them, know that you're there Mm -hmm. and make a tough decision when you have to. To get them out of a situation, if you know that they're in it, right. right? And also, no blame. I don't care what your child has done. Yeah, there's no justification for, for anybody being, putting their hands absolutely on absolutely not. You're right. And I think there's also like that stigma, mm-hmm. like where it's like you know you deserved it. Mm-hmm. You wore that low cut top. You were flirting with somebody else. Yes. You whatever the thing is that pissed them off that day. Yeah. And it's like there's just we are not victim shaming here. There is no like there's no justification to ever blame a victim for their abuse. Exactly. And so if you're a parent, and that's the vibe you give off Mm -hmm. to your kid, that's you. How's that gonna work? It's not gonna help, and they're gonna just not Be able to come to you. you. Exactly,
0: exactly. And one of the first things that we learn is when somebody comes to you, especially a child, you know, is to believe. We have to believe. I I know some children lie and stuff like that, but you, there's always ways to find out if, if a children is stretching a is stretching a
1: story. Like I would much rather believe a lie, yeah, than think that the truth was mm-hmm. not real. Yeah, because the, the risk is too high. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's
0: the god's truth. And you know, a um, uh, little boy from the neighborhood who just wants to be a little bully. But anyways, um, going to school with, with my little granddaughter realize that he, oh he's in her class. Oh so number one we're gonna get, remove her right out of the class. You know because at the end of the day nobody don't want to go to jail over these people's children <laughs> you know because this ain't 1952 and like me as a grandmother i'm not letting my little granddaughter um be beat up by no little boy especially at no five and six years old because there's no. no need for it you know and i know kids will do stuff yeah but no it doesn't it doesn't happen like that and you know and i was you know we have to ask her questions like did he say anything to you did he do anything and oh yeah he did this and he spit on the back of my neck i was like okay, this is what Nanny's going to do. Now, I'm going to call the police and we're going to go to his house. And you have to show the police that he spit on the back of you. Now, because I got to ask questions to make sure that this girl's telling the truth because I know my temperament and I know how I'm going to react with this, with this child and his mother. So, you know, like, and it's sometimes when, 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 you have to, when I feel like I have to do that with her particularly, like, asking questions and, you know, just, you know, throw little things in there, it bothers me. Because if she said to me, oh, nanny, somebody touched me, oh, my God, I'd go crazy. Because I, there's nothing that would not make my mind not believe. Because pe- right. people are so wicked. And I'm always anticipating somebody being evil. Any, You know what I mean? You're always on your guard with with little kids and stuff. You know? And... And we always try to tell her, like, boys don't hit girls. They're not supposed to do that. Nobody's supposed to hit anybody. Yeah. You know, girls or boys. And you don't hit boys. That's not, you know, you don't do that. And when somebody comes at you, you have to go and tell right away. Or you walk away. You don't play, you know. And and it's so so screwed up that, like, we're telling these kids from little, from young, that what they have to do to stay safe. Yeah.
1: But we do that. We go, you know, you don't. (laughs) Like you know, no, don't hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Like that's not right, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to be hit. But at the same time, if you know a child hits another child, and let's say it's a boy hitting mm-hmm. a girl, it's like, oh, boys will be boys. They're just roughhousing. Yeah, they're he, know, he's and doing that because so, he likes her. Right, I'm awful. What an awful thing to <laughs> oh say. My God. Like you know, oh, he's abusing you, but take that as a compliment
0: because he likes you. And
1: how and how early are we instilling that into? Children, Ain't that a you know, trip. and it's like, nope, I don't ca- like it is not boys being boys. Is it is it? not like, he likes you know, you. he's not flirting. Yeah. Like that is abuse. And I get that kids hit and like, yeah, you know, at five, I don't expect them to have the capacity mm-hmm. to like control mm-hmm. their actions the yeah. way that I would expect maybe a 15, 20 right. year old person. But if we're saying no, don't do that. And then mm-hmm. when they do that, we don't go. We need to correct the Mm -hmm. behavior. What led you to hit? Mm -hmm. Like, we're not having those conversations. What were you feeling before you did that? Mm -hmm. Because we need to address that. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't, if we don't create these, like, healthy, like, emotional regulation skills Mm -hmm. in kids, then they're going to do exactly what's been happening for as long as humans have been alive, which is that we just continue and perpetuate the abusive behavior. Exactly.
0: Wow. Like... (laughs) This is great. I told you we was going to have a good conversation. <laughs> no, girl, I'm glad you come over here and set your stuff and so forth and the other thing. But I just want to say one thing. I, good for you. But I know me. I know I couldn't be. I tried it. I'm talking about the poly life again. I know. It, you know, it's funny. We, we can't laugh. Get over it. I can't. because We talk about this all the time. But God knows. I, I don't think. No, 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 no. And, you know, even when I think back to how I even set it up with my husband to be with the trance. Person, yeah, like you know, like I enjoyed my time with the trans person, and yeah. it didn't bother me too much to let him watch or whatever. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just couldn't do it myself. With you know what I mean, I just couldn't do that. But think about it.
1: <laughs> I try. Yeah.
0: I just it's put it, tough, it. And not
1: everybody has to do it, and that's yeah. totally okay. Yeah. So it takes all kinds, and that's what makes the world very, very interesting. Keep so. it real. <laughs> Keep it
0: real. Anyways, I want to thank you for coming out here and sharing your story on gender-based violence and, you know, your life in general. You know, it's not easy to be transparent when people don't know things about you, but this is a platform to do that. So again, Lee, I appreciate you coming out and doing that. So this is Wendelin Brown saying God bless your day, whether at home, work, or play. And keep it real. If This is not goodbye. This is so long. Until next time.